Hey y'all, good morning, good morning. Joel Pilka with the On My Way Crush Life podcast, On My Way to Work. Talking about managing expectations today. What we want people to do, what we think people are we are going to do, right? You Two things, right? We always say you have to expect the best. You have to expect that people have the best of intentions. Otherwise, you just breeds like animosity and resentment, truthfully. And we make that stuff up in our brains. You have to just, just expect that everybody wants the best for the situation. Because you never know, right? But we really do have to manage what our expectations of other people are. I mean, you have to, act, uh, you know, Gary Vee out there will talk about having no, don't have any. Right? Because then nobody, he always says nobody will let you down. He's like, I can be happy with people because I don't expect anything from them. So they never let me down. And then, if anything, people will then surprise you, maybe, and do something great. I don't know. I just kind of added that last part there. You just have to manage your expectations of what you expect from people in and even how they they treat each other, what their motives are. You know, if I think Jenny's going to do the dishes and she thinks I'm going to do the dishes, but I thought, you know, I told her, right? I told her that it was her job or she told me that it was my job. I mean, it's actually my job. I just but we both, I don't know if it's my job, but it used to be, but now we just kind of both take care of it, which is how I feel like it should be. It's like if there's issues in there and you walk by, to do them. But it's nice to kind of divide, and that's kind of what we're looking at now is like trying to divide everybody's chores up and um, give them something to be responsible for as, as opposed to like, you know, us just doing it on Saturday together, which not isn't bad, but I don't know. Probably could use a little work there. It's funny, as we get Payne's chore chart in order, we start giving ourselves chore charts, which I kind of like, to be honest with you. You know, I like making my goal sheet for the day and like, kind of like Ben Franklin's 13 virtues and crossing off. And I've been working on my version of this all year, right? Of my 13 virtues and things that if I live this, if I live these things every day, I'll have a happier, you know, existence. And some of that stuff is, you know, doing things in the moment um, and surprising others, you know. Sometimes when people think, they don't think, you know, anybody's going to step up or anybody's going to do anything or anybody, whatever. It's like, you know, be that. Be that person. So when somebody mentions something, oh, it'd be really cool if somebody sent out a template email or whatever, you know, and boom, you send one. And it's not the typical person. And there's always the same typical people, right? There's always the person in a meeting taking notes. There's always one person who's trying to give answers and trying to talk. There's always one person who's going to be negative. There's always one person that's going to, you know, be rude about it or bring up some past stuff. I mean, there's it's just always, as cliche as it is, there just seems to be somebody in every group, right? And, and that's probably why we have these expectations because over the learned behavior that we've had with people. Um, with that, though, comes that detachment, right? If you're not going to have any expectations, this is what I struggle with. You don't have any expectations of everybody. It's almost easy to say, well, F it. Screw it. 
I don't care. I don't have any expectations. I don't care. It is what it is. I don't want to be disappointed. But I think that's the line. Like, I don't think you want to throw that out the window and completely detach uh, from the feelings, the emotions, and the people because it doesn't seem healthy to me. Um, I think there's a flip side to that. You know, I can probably be over-emotional internally, you know, um, when maybe somebody does something at work or and you're kind of slighted by it or you feel slighted by it maybe that wasn't the intention again instead of giving people the benefit of the doubt and thinking they have the best intentions things can be misconstrued if we don't talk about it it's interesting too especially uh, it, well not especially in work or in friendships to bring something or relationships to bring something to light with, with just talking about it without saying like you're doing it wrong like you know you try to come to somebody and say hey uh, that was a really good presentation um, you know but I wondered if you could maybe include me next time or I have some good thoughts or blah 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 or you're around the house and you're saying you know uh, it really bothers me when you don't put the milk back or whatever your pet peeve is how do you say something like that to somebody with, without them feeling attacked? Well, I don't know what you mean. Put the milk back. I always put the milk back. I didn't put the milk back one time. I don't know. You know, some argument like that could happen. I, what do you mean? I don't know. And But it's not about that. It's, it's like, how do you share your feelings on a topic without upsetting people? And I think that confrontation, especially at work, is what breeds the problem. So... Somebody doesn't know how to say something to somebody, so they go tell their boss. Let's say somebody comes into work and says, you know, well, Johnny over here didn't do his report right, so that's why mine was late, because he didn't do it right and I had to fix it. And it's, instead of like going to Johnny and saying, hey, Johnny, every time I get these reports, it's like this bottom half is never done and that I have to go do it because I can't do my part without that. But people won't say that to one another, probably because they're afraid there's going to be like this fight or that Johnny's not going to be able to handle it and be like, what are you, you know what I mean? I'm telling you, I'm in these meetings and these classes where people talk about confrontation and how afraid of it they are. That was like the number one thing people were afraid of was having negative conversations and having conversations with people. And I get it. It's scary, right? But why are you afraid of it? Because you're expecting something to be an outcome you're expecting something negative to happen. So there's the expectation part. You're afraid because you think something bad is going to happen. Or you're going to feel bad. Or you're going to make somebody feel bad. You know? It's like this comedian. And I said it the other day. I think I said it in here the other day. But there was this comedian. And he was talking about when you're talking to somebody. And he's like, let's say you're talking to somebody and they accidentally spit. A little bit of spittle, you know, and it comes and it lands like on your cheek. And he's like, I won't wipe it off. He knows it's there. I know it's there. But I'm not going to wipe it off because I don't want him to feel bad. So that's the funniest part ever. That guy spit, accidentally, you know, spit a little bit of spit on my face. But I don't want to wipe it off because I don't want him to feel bad. All Right? <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, that I am going to leave it there because I want to spare his feelings. This is like a beautiful sentiment, although it's kind of ridiculous. 
I mean, I should wipe it off because he spit on my face and he should apologize. Hey, sorry, sometimes we don't know well. I've noticed that a lot lately. I think I do this. I think sometimes, I don't know what happened after I turned 40. I don't know if I spit more when I talk or I just talk so much. I don't know what it is, but I'll notice people kind of doing something like that from time to time. And um, I don't know if I'm supposed to apologize. I don't know if it was me or it wasn't me. I'm guessing it probably was me. So now I just start kind of standing to the side. Uh, maybe I need to slow down. Maybe that's it. Just slow down. And I just found that sentiment interesting. It's like he did something to me, yet I don't want to hurt his feelings. It's just that shows the type of people that we are. It, it's interesting. Is it is it a lie? You know, if you see somebody with something on their teeth, do you tell them or not? Does it? Is it your relationship that defines that? Right? If you're good buddies, will you tell them? But if you're a stranger, will you not tell them? so weird. I mean, I'll be at the dinner table with people sometimes and somebody will have food on their face and we'll all be talking and six people won't tell them. Well, and sometimes you don't want to say something like that in front of a group because it's more embarrassing, but it shouldn't be embarrassing. We've all had food of our face and to be honest with you, nobody cares, right? Like I'll be out with a buddy and or somebody and if their breath really smells from drinking all that, I'll be like, dude, your breath is killing here, go chew on a lemon or have a piece of gum. And most people will say, oh my gosh, thank you. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. I don't know. I'm just trying to help you out. Or, hey, you got something on your face. Or you have a booger hanging. <laughs> it's like, if anything, people should be like, dude, thank you. I've been walking around with a booger in my nose all day. <laughs> it's strange, man. These the people I run into. Um, so I'll kind of leave it at that because I'm talking about expectations, right? You, we, we really do have to lower our expectations. And, and have the faith in somebody. If you ask somebody to clean the garage, which I just did the other day, have faith that they're going to clean the garage. And if they don't, let them know, hey, you didn't clean the garage yesterday. I was really hoping for that because I wanted to move my fishing poles around and make sure I could get that stuff organized because I've got to get my car in on Saturday because da-da-da, it'd be really cool. Is there any way you think you can get it tonight or do you need help? Because I'll be happy to help. Like something like that, Right? But let them know. Don't just go back in your room and sit around and brood and stir on it and like get pissed about it and conjure up all these things in your mind. We, all, we do these things, right? Even with coworkers, even with family members, you know, oh, so-and-so forgot my birthday, forgot to call me or something. And then you sit at home and you feel all sorry for yourself and you, you know, you're all get, get upset instead of calling somebody and be like, hey, Dick, it was my birthday yesterday. Why didn't you call? I missed you, and I was hoping you would call, and you didn't call. You're not trying to make anybody feel bad. You're trying to make them love that you wished they would have called you, and you love them. Call the fucking people out, man. I'm telling you, that little voice that's in your head, if you're not saying those things in your life, and you're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, you're trying to let them know you do care. You do care, and if they get their feelings hurt, they'll get over it, right? And don't let them go hide. Don't let them go sneak away. Right? If you tell somebody, hey, dude, hey, Scott, you never called on Thursday. Not a big deal. I got busy anyway. Let's try to hook up again. You know, you don't have to give somebody the third degree. Like, I was waiting all day. I, I, I changed my schedule around. You know what? We all have things, man, we got to do. And if you forget about something, just tell them you forgot and let's get back on the horse. You don't have to make an excuse up about your dog got sick or your car broke down or your grandma died. I mean, God bless her in case she did. But you know what I'm saying? Like, give people the benefit of the doubt. Know that they're doing the best they can. Give them a second chance. 
And if they keep breaking their promises and breaking your heart, then just let them go. They'll either come back one day or they won't. But everybody has their own timing. Maybe you like to talk to people every single day on the phone. Maybe they don't like to talk on the phone because they talk on the phone all day. Maybe the 20 minutes they have on their car ride home is the only 20 minutes they have that's quiet. Or they like to sing on their way home. Or they like to be completely quiet on their way home. We don't know, man. People are strange. We all have our weird tics. We all have our weird things that we're into that nobody knows about. You know, probably still, someone's probably still eating their boogers. Somebody else probably bites their toenails. It's probably fine. You know, somebody else might dress up as a woman at night and you have no idea. <laughs> I, know. It's, I mean, whatever. I'm laughing at the fact that I even said it. That's just interesting, but I don't know where that came from. But I'm just trying to say that people are strange. Jim Morrison said it, right? People are strange when you're a stranger. Man, I love that song. So now we're really going down a hole, but I'm in gridlock traffic. We're 13 minutes in. I'll tell you, man. Watch your expectations with people. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Give them a little love and support. You know, you think about how much you beat yourself up. I said this the other day if you weren't listening, but... We are slave owners to ourselves here, man. We keep ourselves, we don't treat anybody like we, like we treat ourselves. How hard you are, how hard I am on myself. I gotta give myself a break. It's hard though. Why? I think it's because you know better. When you know better and you don't do better, then you get upset with yourself. But unless you're gonna plan things out, this is what I'm finding, unless I'm gonna plan things out, I shouldn't have the expectation of myself. I didn't even set myself up for success. But you you know, you think, well, I'm smart enough, I knew better. Well, maybe you did. Then you knew you should have planned and you knew that if you didn't succeed, it's because you didn't plan. And then you can let yourself off the hook a little bit. Say, okay, well, maybe we'll plan better next time. You know, I'll tell you, it really does make sense. Uh, so I played in a lot of golf tournaments in Colorado when we lived there in 2008, 2009. I just started playing golf again. I was like a 15 handicap, maybe more. And I started to learn how to hit the ball and I started playing all the time. We got that thing all the way down to a one, actually. Once I moved to Phoenix, we got the handicap all the way down to one, which was awesome. But when I started playing these tournaments, I was like, let's do this for real. I would never play, I had never played these golf courses before and they were all really nice. And I won, the six tournaments I played in, I won them all in my handicap range. which I think is interesting. All you have to do is shoot your handicap a lot of times in those tournaments, which is not easy, but if you can shoot within your handicap right there, you'll win. That's what I did. And I would map the course. I would take the golf a card, just a card, or I would go on their website, and I would say, okay, it's 375-yard hole. It's a short par four. I'm going to hit a three-wood wedge as close as I can, some sort of sandwich maybe as close as I can, and see if I can make a putt. Then the next hole, I would say, okay, driver down the right side, you know, punch cut, whatever, two, whatever, try to scoop one up and make a putt. Like, but I had a plan every time. And for those times, I did never deviated unless there was like wind, a lot of wind kicked up and I needed an extra club. But man, you'd be surprised when you have a game plan and you don't have to think about it. I could go, okay, I already mapped this out. It's a three wood. Don't even second guess it. You already did your homework. And it really, really works. It really does. But then if it didn't, I could make edits off of that plan for next time, right? 
I can be like, wow, I really didn't realize that, you know, I can't hit that shot. Or, you know, you think you can hit a draw and you can't. I'm going to need to hit a draw because this course, you know, has more of those holes or whatever. But I would map that stuff out and I would be prepared. You know, it makes simple sense. But if you're going to give yourself a hard time and you're going to keep yourself up to these crazy ass standards that you have, which are fine, I love it. Well, then you better, like, give yourself a chance and you better prepare like a crazy-ass bastard or it's not going to matter, you know? You can't say, well, I want to run and climb this mountain and then you go try to climb the mountain and you never tried it before and you're like, damn, I didn't make it, but I know how to climb because I looked it up on YouTube and I have the right shoes and I have the right gear. Same thing. You'd give yourself a break. You'd be like, well, I've never climbed a mountain before. I'm way out of shape. I better get in shape. The same thing with all this stuff, especially the mental stuff. You know, I love talking to people that are going down these rabbit holes on in life, on personal growth and development and trying to be a better spouse or a better husband and a better father and a better friend and employee and all that stuff. Because at least they're trying. If somebody, if you know what I mean? Like if I had an employee that was reading these books and that was trying to do their best, but it has bad days, that it's bringing, you know, uh, faith and hope and love to the organization... That's the people I want to work with because at least I know where their head is at. At least I know and I can see that they're trying to improve themselves, that they're trying to be the best they can be. It's the people that have blatant disregard for themselves and for others that you don't want to hang out with, right? It's hard. It's hard too. It's hard to make that switch. Why? Because it takes work and because you fail for the first few years and still. I'll bring golf into it again. Think about golf. It's really difficult. And if you think about how many people are playing, like in football, there's two teams. You either win or you lose. Well, in a golf tournament, there's 140 people. So one person wins and 140 people lose. I know it's either you win or you lose, not really. But I mean, there's way more failure in golf, they'll say, than than really any other sport. Think about Tiger Woods in his entire career. That's not even somebody we should be bringing into the conversation when he has, you know, almost 100 wins. But still, even over that time of your career, let's say you have a 20% win ratio, which is ridiculous. That means 80% of the time you lose, right? So you just have to be able to know that 80% of the time you're going to lose. And that's hard to deal with for people. Can't take that much rejection you know anyway this is kind of a long one but I'll tell you what so tomorrow I got flex day and we got a lot cooking um Payne's got a little presentation at school I'm so excited for because I love when they do little songs and stuff man that little bear does not want to go to school I'll tell you well shit who does well I like school now but it's like work for him you know um Anyhow, so I'm going to try to do my show here tomorrow. Actually, I will do a show tomorrow um, on my way. got a little flex day. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, we'll connect with you guys tomorrow. Over the holidays, I'm going to try to jam this show out through the end of the year. And I am going to keep this show going, actually, uh, thanks to the support of some friends. I wasn't really sure if I should or not. But then if I take my own advice and say, why not, why wouldn't I? You know, why wouldn't I keep the show going? Why would I stop? Sometimes I feel like it's a lack of things to talk about, although I didn't have a plan today and I spoke for almost 20 minutes. So what the hell? And so I appreciate y'all listening. I think maybe I'll make a plan, a better plan for next year. 
and so that uh, maybe give myself a little bit of structure will help. You know what I'm saying? Any ideas would be great uh, along the way. And I have some interviews that I want to do. I have a couple uh, people I'm going to have on the show that I'll just clip into the show at some point. But anyway, I'm heading in, guys. Give yourself a break and expect the best from others. Or don't have any expectations, you know what I'm saying? But just expect that people truly just want to do good work. They want to do good things. They're just going through some stuff. You know what I mean? So just let yourself off the hook. Have some fun. Plan for whatever it is, even if it's for the next hour. I kind of like doing that. Um, and have some fun, dude. We got Christmas coming up. Although it's 80 and sunny out here, we got to get some more lights up so it feels like Christmas. I hope you all have a great day. Let's have some fun today. Let's do something fun for somebody, for ourselves, and kick some ass. Hope you all have a great day. And you know what we're going to do. We're going to crush life.